Welcome to the Powerful Marketing Tips Podcast, created for overwhelmed business owners who want to build, run, and organize their marketing for good. And here's a brief overview of our guest. Are you ready to meet the queen of conversation? Today's guest, Wendy Harris, shares how to make great first impressions by starting impactful conversations over the phone. Wendy has been in the industry of telemarketing since 1988 and is now the director of B2B telemarketing sales training at Making Conversations Count Limited. She's also the host of Making Conversations Count podcast with honest, relatable conversations with business leaders who reflect on one of their own conversations that became the turning point in their careers. So get ready to learn how to grow lasting relationships and what it'll do for your business all by using your phone. Hi, everybody. So how can you have meaningful conversations with everyone you meet? Today, we talk about how to start conversations that lead to amazing and memorable relationships. This is definitely a very important topic for any business owner. And I'm very happy to introduce you to our amazing guest. Welcome to our podcast, Wendy. Well, hello, Barry Lees and all of the powerful marketing listeners. It's good to be here. Thank you. So please, Wendy, walk us briefly through your, your own journey. How did you start it with uh, making conversations count? <laughs> the making conversations count came from Twitter when I mm. was crowned by the audience um, as the queen of conversation. And, and wow. it just sort of grew from that queen of conversation, you know, making everyone count. And, and we were kind of like, oh, we're making conversations count. That's kind of the, at the forefront. It, I didn't want to focus on the fact that I was a queen because that's just a little bit, makes me feel a little bit weird. Um, <laughs> and it, it is all about conversations. Everything that we do, a conversation will influence decisions right around the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what did you do or what was your professional background before that? I mean, you somehow uh, founded your way to, to this, to, to the Twitter, let's say. Yeah. I mean, um, gosh, um, relationship building, I suppose, has been something that's, mm -hmm. that's always been a part of what I have mm -hmm. been from from being the knee high to a grasshopper little girl that was nicknamed the chatterbox or um you know always constantly asking lots and lots of questions as, as a young girl and growing up um to working on the markets and you know sort of calling out to people in in the streets you know passing by you know come on in, come and have a look, you know, we're going to find you something today. And, and, and then just chatting with people, um, to working, mm -hmm. you know, waiting on in tables and working behind bars, uh, in my, uh, early youth, uh, uh, uh young adulthood, should we say. And it's mm -hmm. just the rapport that you can, you can, I just found that I've got this knack for turning what could be, um, an awkward situation in a bar, for example, you know, the 
mm-hmm. what, what was a laugh and a joke that could turn sour and sometimes lead to a fight. And I would be able to go over and, and just literally just take the sting completely out of that and have them shaking hands and having another drink and, you know, come on, it's not worth it kind of thing. Um, that, that, that was just, just natural for me. Uh, to to be able to want to just have a nice sort of environment around me, you know, if if people were going to be around me, whether they were strangers or family, it really didn't matter. That that I just have this, I suppose, this barometer that says this is the way we should be around one another. Um, so mm-hmm. when I needed to earn some serious money to leave home at seventeen, I went into a telesales job. And from there, I've done every aspect of the, the sales role. You know, I've done the account management, the customer service, national accounts. I've been the team leader. I've done recruitment. I've um, done the training. I've gone on and set up my own business and gone back to corporate life, had families. You know, it's it's kind of like having your children and cu- and being able to pick it up and put it down. And that's what's so beautiful about being in sales and being in in conversations is that you can pick it up and put it down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a very, I would say, good point uh, you brought out. That what I what I hear from um, from here is that it was a journey for you. You know, you it was a, a journey where you understand alongside that. Okay, it's very important to to really work with those conversations so that uh, because every relationship is let's say two-way street right either you are in the bar or in the office it really doesn't matter right yeah and we all want we we all strive for a modicum of respect don't we from from other people so Mm -hmm. you can only earn that if you behave in a certain way and um you know it, it I work on my own now and I've, I've run my business for 17 years. It's, it's still WAG Associates and the WAG comes from my initials. It's nothing really that highbrow or complicated. Um, and I've Mm -hmm. just since got married. So changing it to, to W A H war didn't have the same ring about it. Um, and it fit with, you know, let's have a chin wag and, and the dogs that, that, that are normally sort of knocking about in 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 my office. Um, so, for for me, it's kind of like, well, here here we are. We've we've got this respect, and I go into corporate environments now, and and instantly you can tell what what that culture is just by the kind of vibe that you get with the hum of conversation. So, mm-hmm, as a communication mm-hmm. trainer, when you walk into an environment, it sets you up for what task you've got to achieve and 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 ultimately i I would challenge anybody to say that um sales training is all about you know what you say and the process it's not it's about who you are and how you say it that comes Mm -hmm. before anything else so if you feel like you're walking into um an environment in a corporate office, for example, and you can feel tension, you've got to get to the root of that tension in that team. And that's what you've mm-hmm. got to fix. 
for everything else to fall into place. So it's way more complicated mm-hmm. than just, mm-hmm. you know, here's your script, here's what's to say, and and off you go. And I think I think people on the other end of that know it too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's dive into this, if you don't mind. So if we think about this situation, then you can only have one first impression. <laughs> what are your thoughts here? How how can I be sure that okay, this is the this is the best impression? <laughs> <laughs> I think it comes from the intention that you have when you start a conversation. And why do we love mm-hmm. listening to podcasts? Is because uh, the audio is the only sense that we have of being able to hear mm-hmm. do, and go, mm-hmm. do we believe what they're saying? Do we really, you know, because our ears are really finely tuned, intuitive tools. So when it comes to wanting to make that impression, the intention has to be not about me. This is all about them. And if that intention is there from the off, the conversation flows a lot easier. It's it's way more natural. And I think you kind of take the stress out of it for yourself as well. Mm-hmm. I agree. But what would you say to someone who feels like they, they can't really think about the others because they are too worried about themselves. Let's say I'm too worried about my voice or the way I look or the way I sound, whatever it may be. So is it the matter of confidence or how can I help myself here? It's a simple realization really that the only person that's worried about how you sound is you. Mm -hmm. Nobody else. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to, to really judge you. You know, I've got a teenager mm-hmm. that's got spots at the moment and, I, and and she panics. She's looking in the mirror and she can see every single bump and redness mm-hmm. and, and look at this and oh my God. And it's kind of like, for me, when I look at her, I just see a beautiful young girl who's confident and, and I'm just having a conversation with my daughter. Mm-hmm. We overthink it. Mm-hmm. So just because she thinks that everybody sees that doesn't mean it's true. And I know that I have a 16 year old at home, so <laughs> <laughs> I have the same <laughs> discussions at home. But again, for me, it, it really uh, lies on the confidence. You know, you should. Um, you should really work with yourself first, you know, to be, to be over of what you think about yourself. It's not, it's not so important, especially when you're serving a client, right? So it's about them. What is the value for them? Which is what we are doing here right now. It's about, you know, you and I so much. It's about how those listeners can have this value out of this topic today. Right? Sure. And Mm -hmm. I, I literally, did an email follow-up yesterday with a client. Um, he's just one of the best people to work with. 
that you could just never get on the phone. Um, but when you see him in person, it, it's it's fab it's a fabulous relationship, and and I'm accepting that his workload doesn't give him the the, the time and the freedom for many phone calls in the day, and so we we communicate by email out of hours, and and it, it's kind of one of those things where people go, well, will you work out of hours? Yes, because that's how I maintain that relationship. And I talk to him on that email very much as though I would if we were having a conversation. And this is where it can fall down if you're using email because you get very formal and you get, you know, you, you put a certain tone of voice on in the words that you use and things. And the reason that I, that I mentioned this this particular client is that we'd had some great coaching at the beginning of 2022 with the team there and saw some real breakthroughs in their attitude and approach towards what they were saying, who they were saying it to, and when the right time was to kind of go over them about what it was. Because when, let's face it, first impression is you don't want somebody to go straight away. So, um, so we reined it back and said, right, find out what their situation is and then promise to go back to them at the right time. And the conversations were getting better and better and the results have just been great. And then I suggested that it would be a good idea for them to actually do some listening back to themselves. Now, Marilis, you know what this is like because you, you record a podcast. So, of course, in actual That's fact, crazy. you have to listen back as much because you're <laughs> listening for the guest, not yourself. Mm -hmm. Although, mm -hmm. at first, all you hear is yourself because the other person sounds just like you always expect them to. Yeah? Now... When we did that exercise of going right, picking out some conversations to listen back, I gave them the job of saying, I want you to send me the, the, the conversations that, that you thought were really good, the ones where you booked an appointment. I want you to then send me ones where, you, where it got away and you're not sure if there was anything more you could have done. And the ones where you just went, I don't know what else I could have done there. That felt terrible. Can you give me some tips? Right. Notice that I've not used any negative words asking them to select those. But we basically said the good, the bad and the ugly. Right. <laughs> and when we did that exercise and I listened and I took some some notes on the listening, I actually then invited them into the office and said, right, I want you to listen back to yourself now. And it's interesting because two out of the three did not want to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's because they were just, oh, I can't believe that's what I sound like. And we had to really work on getting past that. That's what you sound like. I'm not interested in what you sound like. I'm interested in what you are saying and how you are saying it. So listen for that. And they now send every week. Here's this week's recordings. To the point where we've got them going, I know exactly what I should have done now. They're now telling mm -hmm. me what the best thing to do. And their conversations have, have, have grown and grown and grown to the point where they're coaching themselves. So I would just say, you know, if mm -hmm. you're 
unsure about what it is that you're saying and where it is that you're saying it, record yourself. Listen back. You'll learn a lot. Mm -hmm. I know. And I also know from my own experience that it's easier <laughs> to say than to do that. But I have to admit, it's very effective. Yeah. You know, it's... It, uh, it's very hard. It, it hurts a lot at first, but it's worth it. And I think that's, a, you know, the best way to, to help yourself because as soon as I know, every communication uh, coach will do the same thing. They just force you to, to look at yourself, to look at the mirror, you know, to either look at yourself in the video with the voice, without the voice, you know, because sometimes we tend to do those things we don't notice, you know? <laughs> Yes, I was speaking to I somebody know. who is a guest speaker trainer and, and I said, what, what's mm -hmm. this? And I questioned, you know, I said, a lot of people say that you should sit on your hands or something. And it was like, no, because actually that restricts your body and reflects in your voice. Mm -hmm. So if you naturally use your hands, use your hands. Don't, don't mm -hmm. try and hold it back. So try to be as, mm -hmm. as real as you are in any any given mm -hmm. situation and it should be that you ought to be able to feel like any conversation is the same as meeting somebody in a bar or at the checkout at the supermarket or whilst you're you're queuing you know i don't know for gas i don't know it, it could be any in any situation you just shouldn't be shy of striking up a conversation mm-hmm so that's a very good, let's say, first uh, tip and free tip for everybody <laughs> to use to coach themselves to just start looking and hearing what we are saying and how we do that. So that's, I think that's very actionable and very important. But you mentioned, um, you mentioned this attitude and approach. I know mm -hmm. your like specialist topic is starting uh, conversations, you know, for businesses through those, uh, you have those actionable tips. Please walk us through them. Gosh, well, I use a 4R formula mm -hmm. and it basically comes down to three things for you to get the fourth. And that is mm -hmm. be speaking to the right person for the right reason at mm -hmm. the right time. And then the last R is the results will come because mm. you're talking to the right people about the right thing at the right time. So when it comes to making those first first impressions and, the, and picking up the phone for the first time, a lot of people get their knickers in a twist because they are, they have this kind of unreal concept that they're going to make a hundred calls and and that they've got to make sales, mm -hmm. which, which I don't know where that has come from, because if you were to think about it from the other way and go, right, somebody's rung me a hundred times for a hundred different things. How many times am I going to actually need what they've got to offer me today? The percentage is really, really low. Mm -hmm. But the percentage could be really high in as much as that they will be needing you at some point, so the right time. Mm -hmm. So telemarketing for me is about qualification. 
I'm going to just qualify that you're the right person, that it's the right thing that you're going to need and that we can come back to you to talk to you about it at the right time. Mm-hmm. So validating. So it's as much about saying, yes, the people that we, we're going to be talking to are the right people as not. Because some, some mm-hmm. of them might not. So that's just your first call. So all you're doing is introducing yourself a bit like when you go networking and you go, you don't go up to them and go, hello, I know you're the right person and I know that that you use this thing. Um, I have no idea when you're going to need it, but I'm going to give you my card and you're going to buy it from me, right? That's okay, isn't it? Nobody (laughs) ever does that. So why would you expect that from a phone call? Mm -hmm. So So your attitude and approach to that has to be, well, my approach is that I have no idea what their situation is. I'm going to find out and I'm going to be as helpful as I possibly can be to make sure that we're talking to them at the right time. That's my attitude is that they come first, not the fact that I've got a hundred calls to make and, you know, five appointments to make this week on my target. Mm -hmm. So I understand the the right thing and the right people part, and uh, I agree with that all. But my question really is that when it comes to, let's say, telemarketing, you mentioned that, or cold calling or however we call that, then you never actually know the if the timing is right. Because, you know, maybe he or she is in between, I don't know, meetings or emails or, you know, he or she might be a great fit, right? But we never, we never really know what is the situation for them on the other side, let's say. So how should we how should we have this first like call here or how should we introduce ourselves because this is the let's say the hardest from the one side and the most annoying thing from the other side being on both sides (laughs) (laughs) we've all had those calls haven't we where you know it's like oh hello mary liz how are you and you're like who are you (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who are you to, I... to just ask me how i am you haven't introduced yourself i don't know who you are mm-hmm. so that's clearly the wrong way to do it the mm-hmm. right way to do it is to say you know hi marilis my name's wendy i make conversations count I'm, i'd like to introduce myself to you but it might not be something that you're really interested in right now so mm. tell me how you do this already. And of course, mm-hmm. that's your opportunity to say, oh, well, we've got a contract. So you're going to get the fob off and you're mm-hmm. inviting that fob off to some degree because one, you, you're, you've got to show that you are mindful of their time and there isn't mm-hmm. a good, might be not the right time. So I appreciate it's probably not on your to-do list right now, but I'd really like to talk to you about this. When when will you next be looking at that? There's lots mm-hmm. of ways, you know. Somebody could say to you, "Well, do you know what, Wendy? I'm I'm really busy right now, um, so uh, so I can't talk." That's okay. I'll be really quick. All I need to know is if you had to look at this, this, and this. When would be the best time for me to come back to you then? Mm-hmm. That's honest. 
Yeah. To start like that. Actually, the instant we're all doing a job. Mm -hmm. And that just right now reminded me this uh, call. Like, you know, somebody was calling me, right? And um, of course, I was busy. But I remember the start uh, was also very honest. And he said to me, hi, uh, I am, I don't remember the, you know, the name. I'm uh, calling from company X. And this is a sales call, which you have time for me, you know, two minutes. I'm like, what? <laughs> you were actually yeah. saying that? Yeah. So it's, how do you feel about this? <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a practice. I know where that, I know where that comes from. Um, I have my own opinion on it and I can only share my own opinion on it. Um, mm-hmm. And funnily enough, I'm in the middle of writing a blog on just this topic. So quite timely. It's called pattern disruption or disruptive patterns, mm-hmm. whichever way you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's about breaking the habit of those people that go, hello, how are you? And vomit all over you with mm-hmm. who they are and how wonderful they are. And don't come up for breath for ages for you to go, no, thank you. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. they're not really listening to you. Those are very extreme calls. I don't yes. know why they are doing that. I feel so I don't know, sad uh, of those people who make those calls, but yeah. Even their their tone of voice mirrors the fact that even Mm -hmm. they're uncomfortable doing it, but that's how they've been told it's going to be done. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a great believer in in allowing people's personality to come through. So Mm -hmm. the, the, the team of three that I was talking about earlier that I made them listen to themselves, the one that was quite comfortable in listening was a guy the other two were, were girls or ladies and um and the guy was quite fine with it and he uses that he uses that and i i cringe and i think in some respects it's a man and woman thing i think men hmm. naturally have a bit more uh, ag- aggression around mm-hmm. their approach to things that they can get away with it um but equally, you don't know what you're walking into when you use that kind of disruptive pattern. You know, mm-hmm. and, and if that's the first impression that your company makes, and, you know, certainly for a smaller company where you are your brand, you are your company and you're representing it, or, you know, it's a little family unit, mm-hmm. it can be quite damaging for you to go in with that kind of approach. I think if you are Mm -hmm. a bigger brand with thousands and thousands of employees, I think you can kind of get away with it. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. there's there's a certain level of respect that's already there that they wouldn't get away with it. But what's wrong with doing a a softer disruptive pattern by saying, I I do want to introduce myself to you, but I'm going to let you go first. And you tell me how Mm. you do this. And then we can agree for me to go away. But again, Mm. yes, I agree. But Wendy, again, if I don't know who is calling actually, and it's a very bad timing, you know, I'm in between things and I'm busy, then I don't have time to even go into that. So, for example, with this uh, certain uh, uh, man, I, I just, I told him, wow, thank you for your honesty. I appreciate that. But, you know, I'm in between things right now and I really don't have time for this. So I'm sorry. So 
Did he come back with the, One that's okay, I'll be quick? I don't remember. It was months ago, but I, but I just re the only thing I remember is that he actually told me this is the sales yeah. fault. Nobody ever yeah. <laughs> says that. <laughs> and sometimes, so, yeah, we don't collaborate for today, so <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, but that's the thing, isn't it, Marilise? What what has happened is mm -hmm. that you've not remembered him for the positive solution that he's represented. You've mm -hmm. just remembered that this guy used that pitch, but mm -hmm. you can't remember who mm -hmm. he is or what what he's done. And no, no. So no. you know, um, <laughs> is it working for them? I don't reckon it is. But you know, I'll challenge anybody to to give me the proof on that. But mm -hmm. you know, if you if you were really busy and um, it was something that you know, if I just said to you, well, Marilise. Is this going to be something that you're going to be looking at in the next few weeks or months? And you said, well, no. Well, that's fine. I'll come back to you in the future. I'll pop you an email just to introduce myself on there. Because at some point you may mm -hmm. just scan that and go, it's interesting or I'm going to bin it. And at the end of the day, we're, we're all approached in different ways and it's about standing out. And I know that. But you've still got to remember to be respectful. And I think you've got to mm -hmm. apply a little bit of common sense and decency in how you would want to be approached as well. Mm -hmm. and, and I think the reason that I don't like that it's a sales call is because I wouldn't feel comfortable saying it. Mm -hmm. I know. I agree with you, Wendy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... The way I see this is that we actually teach others how to treat ourselves through our own behavior every day. Mm -hmm. So I think this is very important here to remember. And um, I love the very easy, you know, uh, approach you have, right people, right thing, right time. I think that's really is something that is so like basic thing to remember, yeah. but still we forget about that. Yeah. And, and the thing is, if you have enough conversations, you know, I, I write about this in my book for people who are starting from nowhere or, you know, are not sure how, how to do it. They've kind of got this scattergun approach to, they've had these conversations in, in, in places and then they're losing track of things. So it's about trying to bring it together. Mm -hmm. So it's a bit more cohesive if you just rang somebody once a day, then in the course of a, a month, you've had 20 conversations and attempted 20 conversations. And if all you're looking to do really is to see when the best time would be for you to have the real conversation, you know, with the meat on the bones, mm -hmm. that's going into your forward calendar. So by the end of the year, you've mm -hmm. got 200 conversations that you're having, you know, because we have holiday and things mm -hmm. like that. But so 200 conversations yeah. with people, <laughs> how many, how many then turn into customers because you're talking to the right people and you're talking to them for, at the right time for the right reason? Your forecasting becomes so much simpler. That's just one a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
sounds so easy when you talk about that, Wendy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but please, you mentioned your book. Please uh, just briefly talk about your book. And I'd, I also like to hear about the, the program you have. What do you do with, uh, with your clients there? Oh, this, everything is based around the 4R formula. And, um, and that kind of came, I realized I had it after I'd written the book, basically. Um, mm. And I did a little branding exercise, uh, you know, how can I simplify what I, all of this that I need to say? Because I feel like I've got such a lot mm -hmm. to say and, and it's too much. And we'll start with the book. The book was launched November 2020. And the whole mm -hmm. reason for the book was I'd got 25 years worth of training material sat in my office. Wow. And I'd spent six months of not being able to deliver anything face-to-face -to, -face to anybody. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I recognised that there were people that were coming out of corporate employment and starting off on their own, sometimes not because they wanted to, but because they had to. And that means that money's tight. And I know that this is my third or fourth business. So I know how hard it is and I know how there is always this list of things that you need or that you feel that you need to start a business to be successful and to show up as professional and one thing and another. And, and often sales and marketing is overlooked. You just think that you're going to mm -hmm. fudge it that you know enough people that there's enough mm -hmm. goodwill out there and you can just you know make a start with your family and friends and the people that you know in your network but unfortunately that mm -hmm. runs out really quickly and then there is no money because you've spent money on a website that you probably didn't need yet you've spent money on getting some beautiful graphic design done that you don't need yet you know, so it's, it was for me, it was about saying, this is what you need first. You need to be making money before anything else. And this is how you can keep a track of yourself, because there's going to be so many other things going on when it comes to running a business. Mm -hmm. So a book for like mm -hmm. 12 quid is achievable. It's affordable. It's accessible. And I wrote it. Um, in homage to uh, Mike, Marcus Sheridan, who wrote They Ask You Answer. And he really opened my eyes to mm -hmm. why we should blog, why we should answer the questions, all those common questions that our clients have. Um, and I mm -hmm. wrote it as a workbook so that you could read through cover to cover and then go back on this white space for you to put your own thoughts and ideas down on paper. So it's a little training book, really, to make you do this. And, and it, it's really reliant on using LinkedIn as a business networking tool and an Excel spreadsheet and your email. That's it. You know, it's diary mm. management, it's conversations, it's simple to get you out there. And, and I was just really, really chuffed mm -hmm. through it achieved bestseller status very, very early on and stayed in the charts for, for, for longer than most new launches, which shall we say. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And then the 4R formula came from that, the, the power-up sessions, which is, you know, an intensive, let's see where you are now, what you're doing, give you one thing to go away and do immediately to make a difference. And that would automatically sort of put you in a position where we could work together on the 12 steps. And I don't do a 12-week programme. And the reason I don't do a 12-week programme is because people go at different paces. And for me, the 12 steps come Mm -hmm. down to three pillars. So you can do one step out of one pillar in one week. And in another week, you can do two steps or three steps very quickly because it just depends how much knowledge and experience that you've got in those different things. So where your strengths are, we don't spend Mm -hmm. as much time. Where your weaknesses are, we spend more time. But we make sure that we cover those 12 steps in the programme. Um, and they get me for life because once I've gotten into the heads of them and their business, I'll constantly be sending them a message like, oh, you need to, have you seen this? (laughs) I think you could have a good conversation here. And, oh, this is a nice (laughs) opportunity. Uh, you might want to follow that up. Uh, I put people together and, and for me, that's what it's about. It's about looking out for each other. Mm Mm-hmm. So now, please let us know where our our listeners can first find the book and then connect you, find you, and uh, get more information about your program. The book's on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Um, All you need to do is search Making Conversations Count How to Sell on the Phone, and you'll find Mm -hmm. it there. Um, Mm -hmm. Always hanging out on LinkedIn. You'll find me on LinkedIn. Um, and there's two websites, there's, uh, wagassociates.com, which you'll find all the information about the training, uh, cause I do corporate training as well. And, mm-hmm. um, makingconversationscount.com is the podcast page where there's lots and lots of resources from different guests that I try to bring out, you know, how to do different things in different areas of business. Mm-hmm. Well, we will put those links next to this episode for sure. So people Thank can you. connect you. Well, Wendy, do you have any final thoughts to, to wrap it up here for our listeners today before we go to this inspirational song and a quote? <laughs> I would just say, reach out. Um, no, no question is a daft question. And of course, you just never know where a conversation will lead. Mm-hmm. So have some faith. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Wendy. So last but not the least, please inspire our community with a, with a song and, and a quote you, you have chosen and would like to hear your thoughts. Why this song? Why this quote? (laughs) Well, the song is, um, a tribute to my eldest daughter. She's now 28 and the song I realize is now 20 something years old. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And it was when she went and started school. She was perhaps um, four years old. And mm-hmm. they were all sat around. And as a way of orientating them, you know, they were, it was like a little networking class for kids. Um, <laughs> share with us a song that you really, really enjoy. And um, mm-hmm. let's, for example, little Johnny was singing Humpty Dumpty and uh, 
<laughs> Samantha was thinking, um, oh gosh, I'm trying to think of nursery rhymes now. Um, humped, I've just said Humpty Dumpty. Um, Ringa Ringa Roses. <laughs> and uh, next turn. Alanis Morissette. I'm a bitch. <laughs> I'm a mother. <laughs> and she knew all the words. And, um, and the teacher was like, and that's a great song. <laughs> Um, I love that. So yes, so when it so, I, I suppose Megan had learnt disruptive patterns early on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it goes exactly that place. That's very good. <laughs> so it just goes to Thank show you. that you sometimes don't know the influence and impact that you have mm -hmm. on others, mm -hmm. um, which which can can lead to inspirational moments. I think I, I took that as a mm -hmm. real compliment. Um, even if the teacher wasn't impressed. Um, but my quote is um, that the realm of imagination has endless possibilities, whereas the reality is that it is limited. Unlike conversations where we can be making them count all, mm -hmm. long, all day long. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is powerful, Wendy, really. Wow. Thank you. It's It's been great pleasure talking to you here today. So we really appreciate your time and, and the you insights you shared. It's been a blast. That's all we've got for this episode of the Powerful Marketing Tips podcast. Make sure to link up with us at our free monthly international mastermind event. Just go to powerful-marketers.com forward slash mastermind for registration. And one thing that would really help us and other new potential listeners is if you would rate this show and leave a comment wherever you tune in to listen. Until next time, take care.